At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Cats at night. Now here's John Katsimatidis. Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. And who walked right into this studio? Steve Man, Moore. Ran in. What? Ran in. Ran, ran, ran in. Ran oh, ran in. Ran I was watching you on Fox. <laughs> yes. And on, on our st- studio television. Yeah. And and I, I bet, I bet one dollar. <laughs> we looked at you know, the traffic and, and we're like, he's not going to make it. Somebody owes me a dollar. I said, there's no way Steve Moore's going to make it to WABC Studios on time Wait from Fox. That means you owe. We don't, don't owe know. you owe. <laughs> and he made it on time. From the west side to the east side. Good job. Yeah, there you go. From 6th Avenue to 3rd. Right by the Christmas tree. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's a busy day for economists because of what the Fed did today and so everybody's trying to figure out what he's saying what does he mean the markets you know went up then we went down and it's been a roller coaster so they issued its smallest interest rate hike since june right. so why why that why this tiny little thing it's just uh they're tr- slowly torturing us <laughs> that's a good way of putting it well remember jerome paul doesn't have the best record in terms of dealing with inflation remember about this time last year he's talking about transitory right. inflation and it was going to go away <laughs> soon and so, um, look, do you want the good news or the bad news? I guess the good news. Let's start with the good news. The good news is that we are seeing some improvement in inflation. There's no question about it. We were at mm-hmm. 9% a few months ago. Now we're down to 7%. The last month, there was, because of the big reduction in energy prices, there wasn't much inflation month over month. But we're still way, way away from the 2 Two to three percent target that the Fed set, so they want it, they want that inflation rate at two percent, and so the Fed uh, raised rates by uh, another half a percentage point. I think they're going all the way up to five percent. So that means they're not done yet. There's going to be probably where are they at now? Four point. I think they're at four point two five. Okay. I don't know if you do you have that number. It's I think they're at four point two five now. But um, look. The reason we have inflation is because we've had an out-of-control Congress that is spending $4 trillion that we don't have. And what it is is, I mean, you were in Congress. you know. I mean, you've got this helicopter money that's just pouring into the uh, economy. And it's, it's, you know, as sure as the sun rising in the east and setting in the west that you were going to have inflation out of this. So my point is the, the impetus is not just on the Federal Reserve Board. It's on Congress to get control of this spending. Think they're going to do that, John? Well, you know, you're saying you're blaming the spending of Congress for the inflation. I am betting that making oil and fossil fuels the enemy of That's the a people. Good one too. Yeah. So is right. it both or is yes. it one of the more? I, I think it's both. I think it's both, John. I think, I think it's both, I, but I think, I think people are also spending like they are getting the free money still. And once that free money ends, they they have well, to curb they, their spending. They're trying to pass additional money before uh, yes. this Congress. Uh, they brought back. I mean, yes. you know, I'm shaming the Republicans. They want to do another big omnibus spending bill. I don't understand the logic of it. But John, 
You are exactly right. You got to control. In other words, let's put it like this. We need to control the government sector and grow the private sector. Right. And and the energy industry, which is something you're an expert in, is a major, major part of the U.S. economy. And increase the supply of oil. Yes. And drill, baby, drill. The other thing I worry about, uh, and I, I kind of want your guys' take on this, is when you get these rising interest rates, it puts a real strain on the housing market. And the housing market has exactly really right. weakened in the last few months. Now you sound like John. And it makes your okay. house yeah. less valuable. You agree. Okay, John. And if you feel like Did your I house is no, less no, no, valuable, no, it's no, Peter, I agree if, with you, John. If you have a house yeah. with a 3% mortgage on right. it, right. why would you sell it right. and go and buy another house for 7% Yeah, mortgage. exactly. You're exa- right. and exactly. That's why the construction housing- industry is going to come to a right. standstill. So basically, we have very little new housing starts right now. We have home sales are slowing down. And you nailed it, John. It's because when you have a higher mortgage rate, that hurts both the buyer right. and, and the, the seller. Right. They both get hurt. Yeah, how by many that. young buyers can afford that? They can't. They can't. And housing prices have also gone down to compensate for those higher interest right. prices. And when that's- housing prices go down. Yeah. In the terms of the wealth effect, consumer confidence, you spend less. That's right. But see, the other point of this is that the house price goes down, but if you're a buyer, you don't get a benefit right. because you're going to have to pay more on your 30 mortgage. You know, you're going to have to pay higher mortgage payments. The estimate is that by, that when you see um, these interest rates uh, go up like this, um, you're talking about for like a $500,000 home, right. you're going to pay an extra $100,000 in mortgage payments. So you see, the huh. as you yeah. were just saying, the buyer and the seller get screwed when you have higher rates. And again, I think a lot of people are spending their money as if it's still free money. They're expecting it. more money. I drive by the Cross County Shopping Center on my way to work every day, and it's still packed. People are just buying and buying and buying frivolously because they think the government will simply send them more money. And, and they've been kind of acculturated to that because that's yes. all we've been doing for the last three yes. years. Welcome but to the Weimar look, Republic. Look at what's happening to one of the scariest statistics to me is what's happened to credit card debt over the last three months. Yes. So people are trying to maintain their living standard, even though inflation is higher. Correct. So they're renting up bigger, bigger. By the way, have you seen what the interest rate payments are on credit card debt? <laughs> You're paying 15 or 20% yeah. on a credit card debt. So I, I called my credit card company just a little. He's telling you to just speak closer to the microphone. Speak closer, closer to the microphone. Okay. Closer. So I called my credit card. I had an unauthorized charge, and we just got into the conversation with the customer service representative, yep. and she said, you would not believe how many people are calling me, telling me they can't even make their minimum payments anymore. Oof. So to your point, Steve yeah. Moore, that's what I think is happening. People have become accustomed to their their higher lifestyle because of all this free money that's coming in, and they're not adjusting their spending habits exactly. due to the inflation. We've got a few more minutes before we go to Dr. Mark Siegel, and he's a one great guy, this Mark Siegel. Uh, tell us about uh, uh, FTX. Uh, we had the former yeah. uh, chairman of the <laughs> SEC on, uh, and he had his opinions. Give us your opinions. What the heck is going on? Are, are people that stupid to just put money in? And big funds put money in there. Yeah, it was, it, you know, it was a classic Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. It, that's all you can say about it. And then you, you asked the question, and I've been puzzled about this in my own mind. Why would people invest in something like this? And I really, this is what, what I was trying to ask the SEC, former SEC chairman is, you know, are people that stupid that you could just go in and say, oh, well, I believe in the environment. I believe in racial justice. I don't know. Okay, here's here's $5 million. Invest my money. I mean, you know, you got to give Sam uh, credit. He kind of was – he no, that was the, people. That was the finagle. He, he used he, the ESG exactly. as a cover to make them feel That's good. Exactly and, right. taking, and the floppy hair and the clothes. 401k money from people. 
mm-hmm. and investing it in this kind of it's ESG outrageous. funds, that yeah. is a crime because those ESG funds are going to blow up. Yeah. Hear it, folks, WABC, hear it here first. You're investing in ESG money. You do you think that that solar cells and uh, and wind energy is going to uh, is going to be able to run our country? Yeah. They're full. That's worse than that, John. The companies are They're going on. It's Solyndra all yeah. over again. Yeah. Don't they have the fiduciary responsibility to yes. invest in something to give no, us the greatest the return? Well, what did what did the White House do the other day? Yeah. They said yeah, the they, White House they, put out a rule. Yes, go ahead. Tell, Tell us, us about, about the rule. Basically, may, I, I think ultimately that will be declared unconstitutional. I, I mean, agree with the Peter. Because it's going beyond the statute. That's, Rules are supposed to be clarifying a statute. Right. They're like writing their own statute with this, which is totally— They're giving cover for ES—this right. is what the U.S. Department of Labor did. They wrote a rule that would give cover for breaching a fiduciary right. duty by allowing you to invest in the ESG. Wow. And they do it under the guise of clarifying <laughs> the ERISA right. law. That's nonsense. And they're not clarifying. And you, know, you know what I say to people? Look, I, I'm a member of a board of a union. I won't mention which one. And and if the union, if the money blows up, the money blows up. Mm-hmm. We're going to pay for it. Me, yeah. as the owner of the company, I am personally responsible to the employees. Wow. That's right. The employee trustees, zero responsibility. Good point. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, there's, there's by the way, enough John, is enough. Somebody. I mean, th- that's not right. I mean, right. everybody should be responsible. If you're going to make stupid moves, you should be responsible. You should be responsible. So this is why I, I really that's why I asked this question about. By the way, Biden is giving thirty five billion dollars or thirty six billion to the Teamsters because they're I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that if you Tax can't if you can't pay for the pension fund that goes bankrupt, guess who comes next in line? What the happened, taxpayers. That's what right. happened to the money? <laughs> the taxpayers. Now, wh- my point is also is when you've got all these members of Congress who got money mm-hmm. from Sam, uh, what's it, Bankman Fried? Yeah, don't you think that th- those politicians have a responsibility to give that money back? I mean, the money was stolen <laughs> from the investors. Yeah, I think they do, but also, so it was, by the way, it was stolen money. So well, they stole stolen money. Stolen money. Exactly. Stolen money. And John, exactly. do you think that was protection it money? It wasn't their money, the owner the owner's money, it was the money of the investors. That's right. Exactly, right. exactly right. So do you think he donated to the Democrats thinking that they would protect him and he wouldn't get indicted? Guaranteed you won't see him in jail. Oh, I don't well, know about uh, that. I don't know. Well he's he's in I jail think, he's I in jail think, right now, even though no, he no, protests. Bahamas, yeah. Oh, no, but he's jail. gonna I don't see how he talks now one way he can minimize the impact. If he's willing to say that he had deals with politicians, like if he made a contribution based on well, a promise they made well, to him. Well, what was it? Who was the, who was the SEC chairman? They almost gonna they were gonna make Madoff the SEC chairman, right? But he ended he up spending his life in jail. He used to lecture the SEC yeah. on ethics. Yeah, Do you think course. it's a coincidence that he was put in cuffs the day before he was set to testify before Congress? Uh, Andy, uh, Andy McCarthy wrote a great column yeah, for the New Republic on that, yeah. and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> not not one that big. That's what I'm saying. I think some of those guys could be worried, apart from the moral obligation to pay it uh, back. Guys, now. Were they in collusion? Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.